are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject of titles. Titles and press the people sometimes who wear them. But a title doesn't do anything, isn't worth anything, unless you wear it well. We can wear many hats, but it's how you wear them that means anything to somebody else. Many titles given to Lord Jesus, 700 at least. He wore every one of them well. He always pleased the Father. A title can be descriptive of something or someone's life, uh, what they are, what they do, uh, what they're supposed to be. The child of God has many titles that have been given them. But we have the challenge then to wear those titles and wear them well. Earn, as it were, the right to wear that title. God has given us a title Many that we don't have to earn the right to wear simply because they're given to us at no cost to us. Thank God you can call yourself a child of God today. And that was a gift that he gave to you. But there are titles that have been given to the children of God And that we ought to wear them, wear them well, have a right to wear them. We have been called laborers, but you have to labor to be able to wear that title well. We have been called ambassadors, but if you're not willing to go somewhere for God, then we don't wear that title well. And there are many titles that we can speak about this morning. For me, I think the greatest title that we could wear, and uh, having a right to wear it, is the title servant. We are called and given many, many titles, but I think the word title, the title servant, to me might be the highest, the greatest challenge for me to wear. I'm supposed to be an ambassador. I want to be a good one. I'm called on to be a witness. I I want to be a good witness. We are called workmen and laborers. We, We want to be that. When I go back into the Old Testament, As I was thinking about this just recently, uh, 
and thinking about titles that we have and the word servant, I think about Job in chapter 1 of the book of Job. And when Satan came and appeared before the Lord, and God chose a title to speak to Satan about concerning Job. And many things that could have been said about Job, God used this title when he said to Satan, while you've been going to and fro throughout the earth, have you considered my servant, Job? Evidently, God had already considered him and saw in him that which he could speak to Satan about and speak with confidence about that here was a man that could handle anything that Satan could throw at him. And he called him a servant. We ought to seek the right to wear every title that God has given us. And when I go back to the book of Job and read in that chapter 1 and verse 8, when God said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant, Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and an upright man and one that escheweth evilly has the right attitude about life and about sin. So I began to look at that title and that title in Job's life. And as I read the book of Job, then I find here the Lord of glory has painted with a brush of holy scripture a true picture of a real servant of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth, he identified himself, he did, not John, but he himself wanted to be identified in life as a servant. He took that title for the Bible says in the book of Philippians, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, because he was, but made of himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. He took the form of a servant. The Lord of glory, who sits upon the circle of the earth, who had nothing made but what he made it, took upon him, wanted to be identified as a servant. And when you think about he as a servant, you would find in him everything that is desirable that we ought to desire so that God would find in us any and everything 
that he wants. If you and I, if I can attain the testimony of God as a servant, then God will be able to find in me any and everything he wants me to be and do in life. For in the Lord Jesus Christ who came as a servant, the will of God was no question in his life. Seeking the loss was no question in his life. Living the life was no question about his life. So if I could attain the right to really wear the title servant, yes, then I would be more like the Lord Jesus. For the Bible tells us in the book of Peter, verse 18, I believe it is, of that particular chapter, I forget now, but servants be subject to your masters. Verse 21, for even hereunto where you call because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow him. He said, I want to be known as a servant. Those titles don't impress many people. But it impresses God. Just be a servant. God said that of Job. Man's conclusions drawn from Job's life were drawn from circumstances, which is never the right way to draw what a person really is. The Bible says, Paul speaking in Philippians, I believe it is, from the first day that I came Unto Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by lying in wait of the Jews, and I have kept back nothing. Job, however, knew on his innocence as he stood before God. And whatever Satan could throw at his life to challenge his character, to challenge his testimony, he would not be moved from it. I read over in the book of Job in chapter 23, a challenging verses of scripture for me. For I hear I speak, hear Job speak, behold, I go forward, but he is not there and backward. I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. And neither have I gone back from his commandment of his lips. I've esteemed his words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job had something in his life when God looked at him, could call him a servant. 
And when you begin to look into this life, and I begin to look into the life of this servant, I simply see a man that God's will and God's way had taken the helm of that little vessel and would never put it off course again. He would stand every storm that he met along the way, every challenge that he met along the way, every loss that he had to sustain. It just wouldn't move him. Fashions and culture and culture or anything else would not direct his way or the confidence that he had in God. The Lord of glory stood at the helm of that vessel through the worst storms that could come in life and to his family as you read about them. Though he couldn't find him here as we read in the Bible, though he somehow couldn't touch God and somehow get some answers from God, it wouldn't be moved. That vessel would stay on course. He was determined by the grace of God that nothing could move him away from believing in God and believing that God was right and believing that God was good. Nothing would cause him to quit. You keep in mind, when you don't know where God is, He always knows where you are. He not only knows where you are, He knows what you need. And though He doesn't let you know, He knows. And all I need to know in life that He knows what's right and what is best for me. Oh, I don't know what He's doing all of the time, but He knows what He's doing all of the time. And that's all I need to know, amen, that He knows what He's doing, though I don't know what He's doing. And I may think it's too great a price, but there's no too great a price to pay to stay true to Almighty God. He said in Job chapter 23 and verse 11, he said, my foot hath held his steps. One scholar said it could be said like this. His steps will I rivet my feet. I like that part. I just like to be riveted in the will of God and the word of God. No matter, no matter what comes with being riveted in the will of God. Here is where so many Christians, both preacher and missionary, Sunday school teacher, worker to be servant of God, fails along the way because somehow we're not able to handle that which comes with being in the will of God, finding the will of God, agreeing to take on for His glory, His will for my life. That's one thing for me to be at this altar and surrender and give my life to His will for my life, whether it's the bus captain, whether it's the singer or the player or the preacher, or the assistant, 
But it's another thing to handle everything that comes with being in the will of God. Job was in the will of God, but he could handle that which came with it. A lot of Christian workers give up their service and being the servant they ought to be for God simply because they can't handle some of the things that come with being in the will of God. Here is great carefulness. I have kept his steps, the scripture says. Here is carefulness not only to be on the right road, to be on the right path, which is the old path. It's one thing to be on the right road. It's another thing to be concerned about every step that we take while traveling the right road. Aren't you glad this morning? Aren't you glad this morning while you're on that road, if you rivet your feet, not only in the will of God, but in the word of God, you'll find in that word of God, he said, there is a light for your feet, a lamp for the pathway and light for your feet. Thank God he's concerned about the potholes. Amen. He's concerned about the bad places in the road. And he had helped you and helped me along the way. No holy walk without careful stepping. No one is ever godly and God-pleasing by chance. No one becomes more like the master accidentally. There comes that hunger and thirst for righteousness to be more like him, oh, to be like thee, oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer. Come in thy sweetness and come in thy fullness and stamp thine own image deep on thy life. No one is ever oddly. One must observe the step of justice that he may be just. And one must observe the step of mercy if he would be merciful. And one must observe the step of compassion that he may be compassionate. And one must observe the step of forgiveness if he would be forgiving. Be it Job, have riveted yourself in the will of God and in the word of God. Be like a Paul who said when the challenges were there, things he didn't know would be there, but though they might be bad, he said, none of these things move me. God's looking for a Christian who'll get on the right path and get in the right book and just stay there and won't be moved by the challenges that come. Be a John who can't be tossed about by every wind that comes along the way. Could I ask you a question this morning? What will happen in your life and my life to unseat me. 
Move me away from the steadfastness along the way. Could customs do it or fashion or friends? Could a new age movement? I want to be like Paul when he said three times, I have, I have, I have. He said, I have thought and I have kept. And he said, I have finished. Dial this one thing to fight and keep. And it's another thing, like Pastor said, to finish. Paul said this, as I quoted in Acts 20. Now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Save the Holy Ghost, witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life, dear. Unto myself that I might finish my course and finish it with joy. Hey, it's been a good road, man. I love it. It hadn't been an easy road. There's been the hard knocks and the things to meet along the way. But I tell you, it's a good drug. I want to finish singing. I want to finish with joy. And certainly when you look at this great Christian, you'll find... Boy, when you look at everything that he went through in life and what God would say about him and give him the title servant. Now, here's a family man. This is not a prophet. This is not the preacher. This is just a family man. Here's a man head of his household, looking out for his household, knowing his whole household may fall on whether he stood or not. But he just kept right on standing. How did he do that? For me, I believe this is how he was able to handle it all and earn the right to be called servant. I believe, I believe first of all, he had stored up in his life he had secured for his life that which he needed because the storms were going to come in life and he had made preparation for the storm before it ever got there. How do you do that? How do you get ready for the storms of life? Many ways, but one way in particular and most of all, that is getting in the Bible, the Word of God. I believe he had stored up faith and confidence in God. He had stored up the Word of God. And when the times come, though they were different, and though it was loss of family or loss of wealth or loss of health, he could... He could he could go to the Word there that he had stored away and find what he needed right then for that time. He said, I have esteemed his words. That Hebrew, I think it is, although I'm not a Hebrew scholar, it means to hide, it means to lay up in store. To lay up carefully. He had, he had boarded up the windows 
of his life because he knew there would be some storms along the way. He, like Paul, didn't know exactly what, but when they came, thank God he could go there and find a promise from God that would sustain him in that awful and in that hard hour. No matter what condition the challenge to give up, Job stood. He stayed up. He stayed up and God blessed him. He laid up carefully and went to them when he lost his children and couldn't explain why the storm had taken all ten children. He didn't blame God. He didn't curse God. He just went back to that promises of God and he said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When he lost his wealth, he could still say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Thank God when you read the last chapter, it's not the taking away chapter, but the giving chapter. He giving back to him again. The Lord giveth and he taketh away and then he giveth back again. Amen. Hey, don't cry over it. Go to God. God's still alive. And what this world can take away from you, God can give it back to you fourfold. And I know that many of our families across this land right now are suffering losses of homes and jobs and everything else. But hey, store up in your life the Word of God. Put the Bible in there. Go to those promises that are there for us that will help us in that time of need. Though he didn't understand and though he couldn't find God, he knew that he could trust him because he made no mistakes. To be such a servant, we must esteem and store up the Word of God. And it will help us in every situation. Hey, for the child of God. Many a Christian in this town right here has lost your job. But be happy, thank God, to be a day when we won't have to go to work. <laughs> well, so you lost your house. Well, that's bad, but thank God one of these days you got a new one coming up. I go and prepare a place for you. Well, I don't have a I don't have a home. I don't even have a street address anymore. Well, so you may not go down that street to that house anymore, but thank God one of these days you'll walk on a golden street. Yeah. Well, so your health is bad and my health has been bad. My wife is on a nine month recovery right now. We pray God for the help and the strength that she's need, but hey, she's not crying today. She's praying for you today. She's praying for us today. She knows and I know that one of these days, yeah, though health is all gone, I know there's a new body waiting. Be like Job when you read about him in chapter 7 when he talked about the worms that so eaten away his flesh. 
I believe, I just thinking about it this morning, I was sitting there, I thought maybe old Job looked at those worms and said, yeah, buddy, you, you think you're going to eat it all up, but i got news for you, said I've got a new one coming. That's what he said. That's what he said over in the book of Job in chapter 19. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And one of these days in my flesh shall I see God. Eat away, worm, if you will, but I got news for you. I got a new body coming. I want to be a servant. A lot of things this life can take away from you. But there's a help for every situation and for every need. The Lord Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant. He wanted to be known by that title. Although he has, according to the scripture, some 700 titles. But he was not only the servant of men. He was the seeker of men as well. For he said, I, don't, I didn't come to be served. I've come to serve. But he said, I've also come to seek and to save that which is lost. That's what Jesus said. Out of the 700 names for him to be introduced to, to the world, God chose John to do that. And John introduced him to the world with the title, The Lamb. For he said in the book of John, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Because mankind needed a lamb. We needed a sacrifice. We needed a way of forgiveness that we didn't have and wasn't available except through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. The Bible says, I'm going to read this verse. This will be the last verse I'll read, but I want to read to you a verse over in 1 Corinthians in chapter 6 it is. A verse, I think about verse 10, it reads, No thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. That's reading actually from verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, nor infinite, nor abusers of the hands of mankind, no thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no revilers, no extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you're washed and you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Let me tell you something this morning. There's nobody can take away your lying 
except Jesus. Nobody can take away your adultery but Jesus. Nobody can take away our sin but Jesus Christ. Yes, he became the servant of men, but he also became the seeker of men, and he became the savior of mankind as well. While all that being a servant of men, I want to be a servant. I can't be their savior, but I can be a seeker. For you this morning who may be without Jesus Christ, unsaved right now, thank God you can be saved today. You can know that your sins have been taken away in places as far as the east is from the west, never to remember them anymore. My plane ride here from Atlanta, Georgia was next to a man that was very involved in technology. Uh, he was an expert of some sort for a Chinese company and traveled for them and met with the leaders, as it were, of technology in the nation. They meet together, these men, to plan things and put things together. And He had just come back on his way back from Ireland his next trip in two weeks, he said, will be to France. I talked to him about his relationship to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And he told me all that he was and all that he did and how that he felt. I said, everything you've said to me, sir, is, is good that you're doing that, treating your wife right and all of it. But I said, that won't cut it. I said, that won't be enough. You need one more thing. You need to be saved. You need Jesus Christ. That won't get you there. If good works and treating your wife right would get you there, Jesus would have never come. But I said, he came because you couldn't make it without him. And I said, I'm here to tell you, you need him. You need him bad. I don't know where you're going to be traveling, but you need him. And I tried my best to win that man to Jesus Christ. I couldn't get him lost. But I witnessed to him and gave him a track and told him the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The last thing when we walked out, I told him, I said, Richard, I said, you better do what I tell you. You better do what I've talked to you about. You better do what's in that track. You better trust Jesus because if you don't do it, you won't make it. Nobody's going to make it without him. Simply because they said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. There is no other truth but me. I'm the way, the truth. He said, I'm the light. There is no other life but the life that he can give. Nobody's giving out eternal life around here but him. But him. You may just need him. But I'll tell you what he needs from his children. Those who aspire and have the right to wear the title servant. Is that a big enough title for you? 
Well, I don't want the uppermost seats like diatrophies. I'd just be a servant. You and I are nobodies saved by the grace of God. Yes, amen. I just want to serve Him. Any way He wants, I want to just try to serve Him. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.